Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about the connection between eating disorders. Specifically, we're going to be focusing on anorexia and bulimia. And we're going to be talking about the connection between these eating disorders and the development of hypothyroidism or low, or low thyroid. Now, believe it or not, these conditions can definitely and often do result in damage to multiple systems in the body, especially your thyroid. And this makes it more difficult if you're trying to you know, may maintain a normal metabolism later in life, lose weight, or just trying to fix and repair your body and your menstrual cycle um, as you age and get older. Now, what's interesting is that even if you've had a history of eating disorders in the past, I'm talking many years ago, it takes a long time for the body to heal and to repair. And so today, today I wanna explain why that is and the connection between your thyroid and what eating disorders do and the damage that they cause. If you don't know me, I'm Dr. Childs, I'm an internist, and I specialize in treating patients with thyroid conditions, helping people with hormone imbalances, and of course, helping people lose weight. Now this really, what we're gonna be talking about today, really kind of crosses the line between all of these, um, these various conditions, right? It focuses on weight, it focuses on hormone imbalance, and of course, the thyroid. So let's talk a little bit about this. Now, perhaps the first reason, and by the way, just as a primer, we're really gonna be focusing on anorexia and bulimia and the impact that these conditions have. Not other, there are other eating disorders, but we're not really focusing on those today um, or other eating issues um, such as food addiction. So if you have those type of things, they will play a little bit of role as we talk about weight gain here, um, but for the most part, we're talking about a history of anorexia or bulimia, even in your distant past. Okay, this, this issue can carry with you for many, many years. Uh, one of the reasons that I learned a lot about this is I was actually helped my wife who had an eating disorder earlier in her life, around her teens or so, um, and that carried a lot of problems with her and I ended up fixing her thyroid, learning a lot about this process along the way, and I've helped other women who have had issues like this, and even some men as well. So let's talk about the first main issue, and that is any sort of eating disorder, specifically this anorexia and bulimia, cause damage to what is called the hypothalamic pituitary axis. Okay, so the hypothalamic pituitary is in the brain and this axis connects to other organs other elsewhere in your body. So specifically the T in this aspect um, refers to the thyroid, but there's also the HPA and then also the HP um, for your sex hormones. So that could be oh, the ovarian syndrome or um, the testicular system. So just realize that your brain has to communicate with your end organs in order to have normal hormone balance in the body. Now what's interesting is that there are certain conditions and certain, let's say stimuli, which negatively cause problems at the level of the brain, specifically targeting the hypothalamus and the pituitary. And eating disorders do this, okay? So they, whatever is happening inside the body as you either restrict your calories or as you, you go between you know, binging and eating or just you know, suppressing your appetite, um, or not suppressing your appetite, but reducing your calories for a consistent period of time, messengers and signals are sent to the brain, which cause stress, stress and damage to this hypothalamic pituitary axis. Okay, what that means is it suppresses the brain's impact and function on those other hormone systems, which is why, by the way, many women who have anorexia or even, even women who are um, competing really seriously for uh, bodybuilding and shows and things like that, they often lose their menstrual cycle, right? And that's because this hypothalamic pituitary axis also impacts the ovaries, but it also has an impact on the thyroid. So in this way, uh, eating disorders can damage multiple organ systems or multiple hormone systems and organ systems, but specifically we're talking about the thyroid. Now I'd say this is probably front and center in terms of importance and the problems that this causes downstream in the body. 
uh, because it really, we don't have a lot of good treatments for treating the hypothalamus, that portion of your brain. Remember, this is happening in your brain. The thyroid's in your neck, okay, and your ovaries are um, in your abdomen and so on. Um, but the, it's hard to get up there and to really manage and to treat this issue, which is why eating disorders cause problems for many, many years to come. In fact, for my wife, it took many years in order to fix this, and I'll talk about some of the treatments that we use um, and how, how that helped her But um, as we go along here. So the first thing you need to know is that eating disorders tend to cause hypothalamic pituitary axis disruption or damage to that portion inside the brain. The next thing that they do um, is a little more specific to the thyroid, and that is they negatively impact thyroid conversion. Okay, Thyroid conversion is the process by which your body activates thyroid hormone. I've talked a lot about this in other uh, videos. You can take a look at that. But what you need to understand here is that in order for thyroid hormone to work pop, uh, properly, it needs to be activated. And what ends up happening is that this HPT disruption, as well as changes to inflammatory levels and so on in the body, they suppress your body's ability to activate thyroid hormone. And these people almost always end up with low T3. And because T3 is the most important hormone for managing your metabolism and for managing your thyroid, these patients tend to have a lot of problems with this suppressed metabolism, which causes weight gain down the line. Um, their metabolism may be really low, something like 1,200 calories per day, or, or even lower, depending on how bad they're and how long they've had their eating disorder. And this will manifest as having a low T3 level, which you can check on your lab tests. Okay, so now what's interesting here too is that this is where things can get a little bit tricky, especially for patients who have thyroid-related issues. Um, secondary to these eating disorders. Because remember, I said up here that it impacts the hypothalamic pituitary axis. So what can happen is it can actually drop the TSH. And if you know anything about the thyroid, most doctors are looking for a high TSH as a cause of low thyroid. So I know that's a little confusing, but just stick with me while I explain this. So if you're suppressing the, the portion of your brain which speaks to the rest of your body, that TSH will drop and it will make it look like you have a normal thyroid function even though you have low T3 and you're actually experiencing hypothyroid symptoms. The only way to test for this is to look and to order that T3. If you don't, you'll, you'll have a lot of problems with your metabolism, you have a lot of symptoms secondary to this eating disorder problem that you've had, but it will not manifest in your labs unless you look for the right tests. So don't forget, if you're looking for this, you wanna get T3. Well, really you wanna get everything. I have videos on that as well, but I'll just briefly go over those. TSH, T4, T3, these you wanna get free T3, and then a reverse T3. You will see a lot of the problems um, in your thyroid once you get these last set of tests. Okay, you won't be seeing all of the problems if you're just only ordering the TSH, and in fact, it will be missed. Now, another important thing that you should realize is that eating disorders also have a negative impact um, on the thyroid in an indirect way. So we're talking about direct ways in these first two, right? So direct damage to the brain um, or the hypothalamic pituitary axis and then direct issues with thyroid conversion and that directly impacts your thyroid. But as you might imagine, uh, reducing your calories consistently or episodically, depending on which eating disorder that you have, causes a lot of stress to the body. So as your body is going through these things, it's releasing stress indicators and stress hormones and pro-hormones hormones, and that causes issues with cortisol. Cortisol being, of course, the most important stress cortisol or the stress hormone in your body. As your body gets stressed, it produces and secretes out uh, cortisol. In, in periods of um, extreme stress, that can go really high or it can actually go really low depending on how taxed the body is for that. But one thing that we know for certain is that cortisol has an impact on your thyroid, specifically your TSH, okay? So the stress imposed by the, the changes in your calories, the impact that those calories have on your body, the, the yo-yoing of the calories up and down or the weight that kind of comes up and down 
can negatively impact your thyroid by impacting your cortisol. That's something you should be aware of. And why, by the way, if you are somebody who has a history of an eating disorder, you need to focus on both your thyroid as well as your adrenals, which really that's what the connection between stress and adrenals kind of goes together there. So be aware of both of those systems. Lastly, um, your thyroid can be impacted by changes in your weight. Okay. So it depends on which eating disorder you have between anorexia and bulimia, where you're at in terms of your treatment, um, you know, if you are getting treated and so on. So it kind of depends, you know, if you are women who tend to have bulimia and sometimes men, their weight tends to be a little bit higher. And then they do these sort of, uh, binging, um, and purging episodes, and that can alter the weight a little bit, but generally it tends to be a little bit on the higher side. And then those with anorexia tend to be a little bit on the lower side. Obviously this isn't, uh, kind of depends on where you're at, like I mentioned before, but what you need to understand is that weight or changes in your weight, especially yo-yoing up and down negatively impact all of these systems as well. And your thyroid. So it's going to be very important. It's kind of a catch 22, right? Because if you have these eating disorders, generally you have some issues or at least um, some different ways that you view your weight. And so that that's going to be very important to you. And the changes in your weight may trigger the episodes that you have with these eating disorders, but this weight may negatively impact your thyroid. So in order to, to actually lose weight, you have to fix your thyroid, which means you might have to gain weight in the process as well. So this is kind of a tricky aspect and one that took me a little bit of a little while to figure out, um, but it's something you should be aware of. So gaining weight is required to fix the metabolism and it may be required for a lot of people who have these eating disorders. And as they fix the weight, it naturally improves the thyroid, which allows them to then normalize their weight later on down the road. This whole process in terms of treating it, managing your metabolism, managing your thyroid and so on, takes many years typically. The longer that you had an eating disorder, the more damage that you've done to your metabolism, the more damage you've done to your hypothalamic pituitary axis. It just increases the time that it'll take for you to heal this process. It just doesn't turn around very quickly. But the good news is it can be treated um, and it is something that you can do something about. So I want you to be aware of that. Um, I'll make a video specifically talking about some of the treatments here because I don't want to make this video too long. But in many cases, in my experience as well, using specific types of thyroid hormones such as T3, so using medications like Cytomel or Lyothyronine, tend to be very important as you fix the low T3 problem and give your body time to fix the metabolism and to naturally improve the hypothalamus of the pituitary axis. So that's one of the ways that you can, you can manage the treatment. Uh, if you have any questions about this, I want to hear from them. Leave your comments below. If you're somebody who has dealt with an eating disorder, please share that experience below as well. It's really helpful for a lot of people. And if you have an eating disorder, but have not been diagnosed with a thyroid problem, I want to hear about that as well. So leave that below. Um, especially if you haven't been able to get these lab tests, because as I said, remember, it might look like your thyroid is normal until you get all of the important lab tests that I mentioned here. Lastly, if you haven't already, be sure to download my three, my free thyroid PDF resources. I have tons of information all like this. Um, so if you like this sort of information, um, I have plenty more of it. Make sure you download those for free and you'll get a lot of information related to how to manage your thyroid. Lots of things that your doctor isn't sharing with you, um, probably because they don't know, by the way, uh, but uh, additional information which will help you feel better because that's really my goal here. So that's all I have for you guys today. And otherwise, I will see you in the next one.